In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, good morning. Good morning. I am beyond excited and humbled to give a warm welcome to our next guest, who really needs no introduction, M a.k.a. Michael Chow. He's an artist, designer, entrepreneur, actor, father. He discovered and amplified the art of some of the most esteemed contemporary artists today, and he is a true legend and icon of our time. Most listeners may know him by his restaurant and namesake, Mr. Chow. However, his legacy stretches far beyond his culinary artistry, which we will open up to today. So M... Thank you so much for being here. And thank you to Lily for helping us get you here. And welcome to What's the Point? We are so honored to have you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for that introduction. By the way, in my younger days, you know, being a Renaissance man and laundry list of achievements is an asset. But these days, it's kind of uh, not really, it's a kind of negative now, you know. Is because, it? Yeah, because one dilutes to do the other. You know, you get a laundry, he do this, he do that, he do that, and all that stuff. And uh, But at the end of the day, you know, the most important one, of course, being a painter. And painter, it's, uh, it's a lot of miseducation, uh, misunderstanding. Uh, in arts, four things. Remember the four things. These are carved in stone. This is not a question of opinion, argument, or anything. This is dictatorial, 100%. The Chinese always understood it, Okay. And the Chinese and uh, Richard Serra understand. Richard Serra is a sculptor, as we know. And uh, he put his argument forward very well in the 2001 Charlie Rose, Charlie Rose interview, which Richard Serra and Charlie Rose. And basically the same position as the Chinese would put it. Basically poetry, painting, sculpture, and uh, music are the supreme art. Everything, anything and everything else is below that, you know, including, I don't want to name them, everybody get excited, including architecture, because the expression of the various lower form is not precise. 
Because when you're dealing with fine art on that level, you create a f- multiple dimension. You need a shortcut to God's ear, as it were. You need a speed, you know? So everything else is more like architecture, for instance. It's not art because it deals with functionalities. Okay. End of speech. Amazing. Okay, so... At every podcast, we start with the question, what is your definition of fulfillment and what is your definition of success? And then are they intertwined? Well, you have three or four questions, but <laughs> let, me, let me just deal with fulfillment. Okay? Yes. Basically, it's uh, true to yourself, you know. Basically, yeah. it's true to yourself. And you have to find yourself. And uh, Because the more personal, the more universal, and the more you have to find the inner self. And that's a fulfillment. Quick answer. Yes. And how about success? Success is based on the same thing. You know, uh, success is, uh, again, the same, same, same answer. You know, it's all on the bigger picture, right? On the eternal picture, you know, to more spiritual picture. Right. So would you consider yourself right now fulfilled? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's a continuous journey. It's not a yeah. destination. You know, I'm success. I'm not success. You know, you have goals, various goals, but uh, it's a continuation. It's a continuation. Yeah. Have there been moments in your life where you were like, took a deep breath and said, wow, I'm successful. I've made it. Well, one can say if, if that's the case, then one has it internally all the time. But the whole point of the journey is doubts and struggle and learning. And uh, so it's uh, eternally the different elements are coming into one's life all the time, right? Eternally. So it's not a black and white question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that your definition of fulfillment is a lot about being true to yourself and like getting in tune with yourself. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. And I want to ask you, like, how do you really go into yourself and find yourself? Because in today's day, with all the noise and social media, it's very hard to listen to yourself, find your connection to your gut and not be swayed. Personally, I'm very fortunate because I'm a a painter, okay? When I use, I didn't use the word artist, I would use a painter. The painter is a more Western term because I use paint. I use paint physically known to man. I use all different kinds of paint. And uh, so I'm a painter. Uh, obviously, a painter is an artist in this case. I'm a landscape artist, you know, basically. So do you find that that helps you be in tune with yourself? Well, I'm a priestess or the highest form of human being can be, especially in this world. If you are, I'm a great painter. If, if I won't be painting if I'm not going to be great. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you say, oh, you know, in a way, okay, I've never said this before. Let's let's see how it sounds like when it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. I say, hey. I'm looking down at myself and I say, hey, kid, you're in the wrong direction, but let's <laughs> see how it works. So to me, this moment anyway, if I'm going to be a painter, I would be the greatest painter. That's it. Done. And uh, otherwise, why bother, you know, so to speak? But sounds sounds wrong, but and I'm going for that. You know, I'm going for that. It's ultimate, right? So I'm that school, no false modesty and all that stuff. So I'm going for that. So the standards as high as you're gonna get. High as you're gonna get, you know. 
recently I realized good at, uh, I love name dropping, you know, <laughs> you know, my, my usual joke is, you know, um, I hate people who drop names and Lady Gaga agrees with me, you know, but at the end, uh, partly because I have met a lot of people, you know, I, I think I met more people than anybody living right now in, in terms of name dropping. And partly name dropping is very functional because when I drop a name, we immediately go there, you know? If I say Lady Gaga, and then you know which direction I'm going, you know? If I say Leonardo da Vinci or DiCaprio, I don't know, I will get them mixed mm -hmm. up. Although Leonardo, here comes the antidote. You know, I'm doing a Robin Williams, right? You say something and I go that way. <laughs> and uh, when Leonardo's parents were watching a Leonardo painting, while we're conceiving Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> they, they call him Leonardo. That's where they come from. <laughs> and recently, by the way, he's going to play Leonardo. Wow. Oh, wow. Leonardo DiCaprio is going to play Leonardo da Vinci. And uh, I don't know why I went there. Okay, next question, please. <laughs> okay, so knowing yourself, do you feel like you always had a sense of knowing yourself? Like we did some background no, I research. Had an, I didn't know shit, but I do believe in <laughs> destiny. Because why otherwise, you know, for instance, I'll give you a classic destiny. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the greatest soccer player. What's his name? Uh -huh. Messi? Yeah. Look at, look at that destiny, okay? Destiny always works like this. First of all, when he was 10, he can hardly walk, let alone. And his, his grandmother helped him, okay? So that's one destiny. Second destiny, during the recent um, soccer, international soccer, uh, first game, they lost to Saudi Arabia. So they, that means they're finished, okay? And yet he come in. You see, that's destiny. Because it's always dramatic, like Hollywood movies, you know? You always put the guy down and then back. There's always drama, not but, but melodrama beyond. And people who, you know, the, the, the examples of destiny, like Lawrence of uh, Arabia, he was destiny. So I'm sort of... And in a way, you can call me egoistic or narcissistic or whatever. On the other hand, if you forget about all that shit, my journey from birth to destiny. When I was young, I suffered from asthma, so I never went to school and very fragile and all that, and spoiled like crazy and everything. So I'm very this fragile, delicate little things. You see, it's not a horrible movie, you know, make me very frail, very uh, spoiled and very no education and all that. And then finally they put me in London, you know, one night like that. And I lost everything. I lost the universe. I lost the universe. I lost everything. My people, my everything. I don't know where I was. I was in the dungeon darkness and I would crawl out of there. So I'm destined to be great. Here I am. Right. Yeah. So walk us back to that time. Like you lost everything. How did you get through that? Like how many? How do you get to do that? Like what motivated you to get through that when you're just like well, landed? How do, what do we through that? It's basically survival, and uh, but I'm quite intelligent and smart. So I said, which people on this planet globe survive for longest time and is doing it very well and magnificently? Which which race? Which religion? And you followed suit. Hmm? And you followed that. No, in history, mm -hmm. in, in, in modern history, in human history, which religion or group of people that survived better than anybody that went through hell and back and 
survive very well. Tell us. The Jewish people. I was, was going to say, say the Jews. I'm Jewish. <laughs> In case you didn't know, there are 15 million, right? Yeah. 15 million people against 7.9 billion, right? Yeah. Very powerful. So I say, okay. So I follow them. Wow, that is amazing. I I would learn from them. So I learned everything. Only problem is... um, Were you surrounded by a lot of Jews in London? No, well, in Shanghai, sorry, then we can do the Shanghai story. Shanghai, you see the Chinese people, Shanghai, city that come from, in that ghetto, all poor people, every day ship arrived out of the whole globe during Second World War. That's the only city will take all the Jew refugees and come in and live among the very poor people, you know. So the Chinese, did, they, they survived very well. It's a very beautiful thing. So in Shanghai, that's where I grew up with, you know. So I, or my mother's friends. And so, so I already have that association. Also, above the Jews, as the as hierarchy goes, uh, they won't let me talk to you anyway, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, but I... Um, uh, in England, it's very good. You know, in England, there are three qualities, eccentricity, talent, uh, eccentricity, uh, creativity, and aristocracy. If you have these three qualities, the society will let you in. So I have those three qualities. So you never felt like an outsider? As uh, a, you never felt like an outsider? Ah, this is a big picture. Yes, 100%. The thing is, the problem, <laughs> my problem is I've become... Integrated part of my family, and but they will never accept me. Will never. So right. I'm always, I'm always nowhere. There's no, I have no support group. I have no support group from the Chinese, from the Jews, or from anyone else. Yeah. So when you come to London, you are completely alone. You kind of try to associate more with the Jews. Yeah, like, but I'm very young, though, because I'm only 13 yes, years old. You're very I don't young. Know shit. But the, the age is important because if I'm very young, I will assimilate to the easier. You know, I will survive. If I'm older, I already have certain. So I, I will, will not change. I will be grabbing on whatever I know. So 13 is in between, right? right. So I could go, whew, yeah. So when you came there, how important was belonging and community and fitting into well, something I lost for you? Everything. That right. means everything. Everything is a lot. No human being lost everything I did. Mm-hmm. Means I lost my people too. I lost the smell. I lost everything. I'm literally like right now, imagine you are 13 years old and I take you North Korea. Wake up one, one morning, you're 13 years old. One morning you wake up, or one night, even better, darkness, and you wake up and you're in North Korea. Nobody's going to do. No, What's in North Korea? It's post post World War II. In, yeah. I want to kind of go back to this like how to, because as we were just talking about M, sometimes when you think too much and you have too much education behind something, it's actually a disservice for you. And as you said, you know, having no education and being self-taught, you actually created so much for yourself. So can you kind of like walk us through what you were thinking when you like started your first initiative? Like I heard that you did a hair salon first and then the restaurant, and then you were an artist and interior design, like all of these things. Well, when I was young, I was, uh, I started collecting, you know, collecting means collecting, collecting means collecting everything. For instance, I collect sayings and usually sayings is uh, in Chinese uh, education system. They have a lot of sayings. 
like in English would be to be or not to, that's the same, right? And can be very profound. So Chinese had lots of those. And so I collect all those things. So I use the sayings to, uh, to my journey. I call upon these things to teach me. But all saying has opposite. This is another saying. Whatever is true, opposite is truer. So the man is a contradiction, right? Mm-hmm. So we have two sayings, you know. Many chefs spoil the broth. Or, you know, there's always the opposite, right? Yeah. So when to use which sayings? I don't know. So biggest one is that all decision is not made by me. All decision is made by it. Example. All things are many things involved. So let's say take this podcast. There are many things involved, right? So you have to identify how many and what are the many things. And once you identify what are the many things, you go in in there in depth. Another thing is he who knows most wins in lawsuits, in, in whatever, okay? And he who knows most going to be successful. So let's say you want to start a ghost kitchen in uh, airport. In airport. So that's a heading, right? Ghost kitchen in airport, and they're the motivation, right? They're the usual reason I ask, name dropping again, uh, the man who created uh, Uber. Yeah, Travis. He, I just met him. He's like, oh, come to the thing. I have a big seminar. All my people flying in tomorrow night. There's some hotel. So I, I turned up. So him and I were sitting there, and there are like 50 people all from his company and sitting there. So I asked him, I said, how did you start Uber? He said, I was in Paris, middle of the night. I couldn't get a cab. That's it. We're done. Okay. So they're the beginning. So same thing with you, going to the airport, and then you go, ding. Okay. So now in this particular thing, many things involved. So you can't have one million things involved. It's the main thing. They're trying to identify what are the many things. Bureaucratic, city, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So let's say you do this. And then you study all these things in depth. And it will start telling you where to go, what to do. It will give you the sequence and everything. It will give you clarity. So your decision is never a wrong one. And uh, never opinion. People, oh, that's your opinion. It's not my fucking opinion. I'm not fucking swearing again. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. So, and everything, every single thing has a focus, negative tendency, and charmer. The word charmer is very important in Chinese word, which encompasses many, many things. Encompasses trick, knack, intellectual property, secret, know-how, anything charmer. So name me anything. Name me something. I'll give you focus, negative tendency, and charmer. Name me something. Anything. Business. Well, business is a big one. How about babies? Having Baby. A uh, Raising it, parenting. I should for say. instance, like at the moment, you have three months baby, right? Certain things come to mind. Okay, sleep through is important, and uh, breastfeeding is important, or no breastfeeding is important. So there are many things involved, and they're the focus, and they're the yeah, yeah. So, like, I think what's really interesting though is that how. You flow seamlessly from one to the next of your ventures, right? You don't think anything of it. You're just kind of like, okay, I started this restaurant and now I'm going to do an interior design and now I'm going to be an art collector. And you just keep moving and you're so multifaceted. In today's society, I find people are very stuck in their identity and you flowed through so many identities. So what advice would you give 
our generation in terms of not putting so much pressure and not pigeonholing themselves into like one identity. And you can do many things. Well, back to true to yourself. So before, you know, you, you can't give a blanket advice to every individual, right? Some people may be their personality or whatever, they're too, too dimensional. Maybe they need the education to give them the safety. Mm. But on the other hand, someone else's education will be poison to them because they are limited to that trap, trapped into a, uh, the classroom of 50 people. You know, they're all equal. You know, in Chinese, uh, education has two words, which is mean learn and ask. So if I would say to you, where do you learn and ask? You say, I went to that university. Learn out learn means education, okay? So learn and ask. The thing is, the problem here is you don't know what to ask. So you've got a problem already. But so advice for young people, well, that's too big a question to answer. Okay. If there's one thing that you would say about someone who feels like they have a lot to give to the world, but feels a little bit lost, like doesn't know where to, to, to aim, to start, where to start. What would you say to them? Go to AA, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, can you be a little bit more specific? Okay, so I want to start a business tomorrow, yeah. a new business. I yeah. just entered motherhood. I'm passionate about new things. But I have a previous business, and everyone knows me as the founder of Breeze. I have to be the founder of Breeze. I have investors. Nah, nah, nah. What would you say to me of like letting go of that because it's no longer serving me and I'm passionate about something no, else? I think if you already have a business and you want to start a new business, you just go to the basic of what you your business, assuming it's a successful one. Otherwise, you won't never start another business <laughs> again. But let's say you have successful, fairly successful business. So you get the essence of what you did, and then you use that to translate to, to the next one. It's all the same thing, no? Oh, yeah, true. Okay, so what if I'm someone that has never started a business at all? I am working at a corporate job, uh, but I have this burning idea, and I'm deeply unfulfilled in my current career. What would you say okay. to that person? The most important thing, whoever wants to start a business, seed or everything is most important. Seed of vision, seed of inspiration, seed is most important. And what happens is usually the seed get snubbed out by your friends near you because they have a different agenda. They don't want you to, they don't want you to grow. You know, you are imprisoned with your friends, although they are good friends. And you say, you just start, yeah, shut up. <laughs> but your vision, your inspiration is very precious. It's like a newborn baby, you know, like your baby. It's a seed. So you've got to be very careful. And you really have to believe in your seed, okay? You have to protect it. You have to nourish it. You have to water it every 10 minutes or whatever. But usually you're going to get destroyed by people around you. And uh, with their own agenda limitation, you know, they, they usually smut you. So you've got to be very strong, just like what you did, you know, before they say, can't do it, da, 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 you're stupid. And you can't do this ghost kitchen thing in the airport. If you say tomorrow to your partner here, the new business, it's 100% you don't want you to do it because that, it's going to take away from here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So surrounding yourself by people very important. is very important. Yeah. So yeah. in your life, how have you made an effort to surround yourself by people who lift you up in the different parts of your life? Well, it's complicated because when you move on, you have to leave a lot of things behind. You know, it's very difficult. Yeah. You have to empty the cup, you see. 
What are instances in your life where you've had to do that? Well, all my divorces, you know, I have several divorces, right? So it's, it's uh, but in a way it's good, you know, uh, in a way because I start a new, mm-hmm. it's a new journey. In your businesses too, do you feel the same way? Like when you move from one business to the next, like do you feel? Well, I, didn't, I don't move all that much. I get evolved, you know. You evolve, yeah. Yeah. But right now, you know, there's this stage for me, the restaurant and the painting, these are two things I do basically. And they merge into one now, you know, I can paint here and then do something in the restaurant, but I think they're doing the same thing because in painting, there are a lot of, a lot of technical work you have to do, you know, career wise dealers, you have to deal with all kinds of different things, all things you have to deal with different things. Painting is just part of it, right? Important part, most important part, but Surrounding it, they're all to do with uh, daily routine and uh, work and so on. So there's no difference between that work and doing something else work. It's just all work, right? For instance, I have to come here and to do this podcast, you know. To me, like it's the big deal part is where it is, and I don't know where or what I'm walking to. So I call Kali, Kali, I say, I don't want to know. And she's good at this, right? I say, what am I? I'm always doing this. What am I walking into? You know, I didn't know it was a house, but so, in, and I trust Lily, you know, and she's cool. <laughs> so, so I said, okay, let's do it. So it seems like you don't think too much about it. Cause I think our generation too, we, we psych ourselves out of things, you know, like. Well, I, what I wonder, oh, let me add this very important who you're with. Okay. So if you have two or three friends, you would never get out of that level. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Because the water seeks its own level, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have two or three friends, happen to be one is an idiot, the other one is selfish, the other one is whatever, loser or whatever, okay? You're fucked because you're surrounded, you know? So you have to uh, have no friends, no. So very difficult because one day merge into another, right? Yeah. So you're stuck there and before you know where you are, ah, when so- you look in the mirror. But I'm not saying that if you are ambitious, not necessarily a good thing. But if you're talking about business, you're always dealing with the 1%, right? So you want to get into the 1% if you want to do business, right? Otherwise, you have to stay with the 99%. Yeah. And the 99% has, the, the whole thing has three different levels. They have a paycheck to paycheck, that's one level. The other one, thinking of saving money. And then you have the rich people thinking of, 
what can I make more money from the money? (laughs) Three levels, right? So what would you say were the most significant and influential relationships in your life, like people in your life? Well, always with my partner, in this case, my wife, right? That's the most important, important uh, for me, you know, because I lost everything. So my wife is my family, my, my security, my everything, my everything. That's why I'm never unfaithful. Or, or fear of uh, being unfaithful is so great that, uh, you know. Yeah, you have loyalty. Huh? You have loyalty. Well, not, not even, yeah, you can call it loyalty, but the, that's a result, right? Yeah. From outside, oh, he's loyal. But in my case, it's, uh, it's out of fear that I don't want to destroy this thing, you know unthinkable. I, I very much respect that. If you were to say that... Well, happened to be a good thing. Yeah. On the other hand, I can be a, you know, woman I then... <laughs> but you say, oh, no, you're terrible. I say, okay. I, I'm not doing it because, you know, I do it because of my lifestyle, my, uh, my destiny, right? When I was a child and insecurity and all that. So you've carried that with yeah. you. So, you know, not to name drop, as we said, but you have had a collection of incredible, very successful people around you, both artists, musicians, you know, that you magnetize into your world. No, I'm consciously name dropping because I come from my (laughs) father, which is a huge star. You don't understand how big he was. He was, he is. China is still celebrating his death and all that stuff. And uh, so I come from a name dropping, you see? Yeah. And uh, so that's why... In the case of the restaurant, all the names, when I opened uh, 50 years ago in Los Angeles, brand new country in Los Angeles, exactly 50 years ago, okay, 50 years ago. On the opening night, you have Eartha Kitt, you know who that is? Mm -hmm. Oliver de Havilland, Robert Wise, Woody Stroh, Clean Eastwood, Marvin Gaye playing, okay? These all name dropping, first day, never... First restaurant in the world ever traveled so far. They're still doing Telegram almost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's incredible. And I know you've also, you're an art collector. You've commissioned Well, I'm a collector. Right. I'm a collector. I collect everything. I collect sayings. Everything. I collect everything. Thank you. (laughs) Would you say that that's strategic or luck or being at the right place at the right time, haste? No, I think it's a kind of conscious and destiny thing, you know. Impossible for me to collect so many. I mean, I, I, I met everybody. You name them, I met them all. Mm-hmm. Let's say all the 14 movie stars. On, you say women, you have, you have Lana Turner, uh, Vanina Dietrich, um, Rita Hayworth, Ava Gardner. You just name them all, like this. If you say male, they have Steve McQueen. And, uh, and the artists, I met them all. And the royalty, I met them all. President, I met them all. You know. You think that's a destiny? Huh? You think it's destiny? Well, it's partly destiny. Partly is uh, a few weeks ago, I met, for a few months ago, I met Drake, for instance. And uh, it all happens, you know. So, but I'm very conscious of that. Because I think we're born into that. Because my father's such a big star. From, from this big... I already had you know, all the movie star thing, all the charismatic. I'm become my father, right? People point out to me, the red doors open for me. I'm kind of special. So when I lost it all, I was like, do you know who I am? They say, piss off. 
right? <laughs> so I said, you know, my father is, they pissed off too. So I said, I'm shocked. What's going on here? But I lost everything anyway. So I'm completely in the darkness, completely in the blank. So I start to rebuild, rebuild what I had, right? So now my life is filled, you know, you know, did I ever play first shot of movie with you? Okay, I will play that in a second. Okay. But I usually I don't like to play with women. They say, oh, my God, what have you just said? <laughs> uh, because your kind of women kind of movie is not quite jive with my kind of movie. But anyway, I would do that in a minute. But I do many, many movies. Re, you know, so once I would imagine what the podcast would be like already. I wrote, you know. So my life is filled with movie moments. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my lifestyle is like a movie. So that's why I'm so, you look at my life, you say, uh, you know, in a movie, you know, for instance, I should have an aeroplane, right? And I have an aeroplane. Do you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or another thing, which I do, I mean, I'm not switching. Everything I have is the greatest ever. My socks are the greatest socks. My shoes are the greatest <laughs> shoes. My shoelaces are the greatest shoes. You know how great my shoelaces are? Shall I tell you what it is? I would I'm love not, to know. There's no laces um, on your shoes. Yeah. The shoelace is one inch wide made out of silk by Hermes. Oh, wow. They are already obsolete. In the olden days, 100 years ago, they had to take the shoelace off every morning of the gentleman, the valet, and they iron it. Oh, my God. Isn't that? So... You go to the shoelaces, the shoes, the socks, the belt, the tie, this whole thing, the glasses. Look at look at this pair of fucking glasses. They're amazing. You know what it does? You see the blue gives life, you see? If I take it out, you know, this is a kind of energy. And also this is a spring, right? And then if I take the glasses off, someone will say, look at him, look at him. <laughs> please. So what was I talking about? About... What were we talking about? No, well, something have, good. Yeah, it was something good. We were talking about... Oh, oh like how your life is a movie. Yes, how your uh, life is a movie. So... And how you So I said, that. okay, for instance, where I live, right now I have a compound. I have three houses in it, three swimming pools, three houses. So that's a kind of cool thing. The house I built with your incredible house, if you Google it, it's 133 South Mapleton Drive. It's the greatest house you've ever seen, Okay. You got everything. You got so all my life is like that, and then um, so obviously a lot of people are jealous of me, you know, and all that shit. And uh, but what can you do? <laughs> so do you think that because your life seems like a movie, that things are like predictable? Like you're saying, oh yes, you have no, a no, plane. not predictable because all the essence of the greatness of the movie, you know, even my suffering is to do with the movie. You see, mm. in the movie always. Uh, ben Hur, you know, a slave, you know, and then come back. See, this comeback is very important. I always come back. The comeback, right. I always come back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I will be, ta-da. and then also in movie, you know, like a pretty woman and all that, you know, the boutique women put him down and all that. You know, the amount of rejection I had in terms of my art, the art will still treat me like shit. And I kind of like it. Not like it, kind of has a, a masochistic quality to it. Do you understand? I deliberately want them to, and they do, by the way, beat the shit out of me. They all look down on me. Is that because they think you're a restaurateur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the usual reason. You know, they, in the art world, very snobby, right? The whole art world, museum world, dealer world, yeah. this whole fucking thing. 
and I get rejected. And I've been, they've been rejecting me for almost 70 years from London. And right now, even they're rejecting me. But my mom beginning to come back. And the movie always do that, right? Yeah, you can reject, 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 and then you come back. Counter Monte Cristo, right? Treasure. What a shit. So it's melodrama, right? So I, I live like that. You know, I live in movies. Name me three movies last 80 years. Three movies in the Only last you, yeah. 80 years? Last 80 years. Three movies, like, but no comedy, no horror, and no uh, musical. Apart from those three genres, film noir or anything, last 80 years classic movie. In, in, name me three. Barbie. <laughs> okay. Um, See, women always give me a Barbie. Uh, tar. Huh? Tar. What is that? Oh, he's all recent movies, right? Tar. What we the, want what? older movies. The Holiday. Last eighty years. <laughs> yes. Last last eighty years. So just wait. Doesn't matter when. Last eighty years. Save Donnie? the Last Dance, The Holiday, okay, and Barbie. Um, okay, let's see. Gone okay. with the Wind. Casablanca. Yeah. Too easy. Yeah, go on. I know. I'm thinking of things that are all the top notebook. of mind. The Notebook. <laughs> um, let's see. What are some movies? Forrest Gump. Okay, that's three. Okay, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. I'm going to give you post, listen to the words, post title, first shot. What did I just say? Post title for the shot. First shot. First shot. Forrest Gump, first shot. Feather. Mm -hmm. Right? Post title, feather. And box of chocolate and all that shit, right? First shot. Gone with the wind. Landscape tree. Pathway. Camera pants. Go up to the... Porch, Vivian is back, two twins talking about going to the balls. First shot. Gone with the wind. What is the other one? Casablanca. Casablanca. Casablanca post title. It's a shot with the pickpocket standing here and the two men sitting here and the parrot here and they talk about it. Yeah. Wow. Always first shot. Give me. Wow. Incredible memory, visual memory. So I collect, right? Collect these right. things. Yeah. You're collecting them. So you live your, it sounds like you live your life through this lens of like, you're the main character and you're creating. I'm always the main character. You're always the main character. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, so that is how you get through the tough times. That's right. But does that fantasy become a reality? Do you understand? Yeah. I can, I can make that fantasy real and I, I manipulate it. That's why I, I enjoy the rejection from people. Mm-hmm. Keep on spitting on me because I I know one day I'm going to show this person that I'm the greatest painter I ever lived. Yeah. You understand? They're yeah. yeah, not a painter. So yet. it seems like Piece you have shit. so huh? much trust in everything working out, right? Like you have faith. this That's faith. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you have this faith. Yeah. Was this something that was instilled by well, you with your parents? Well, I negative to positive, you see? Yes. So you think people reject you you bring you down, right? No, every time they reject me, make stronger. Makes, yeah, stronger. Was this something? For you instance, I give you your... an experience. Okay, happened how long ago? Ten days ago. I went to uh, Newport. Have you been there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we've been there many times. Anyway, I, I took my two nannies and then and one nanny and two baby, the wife and everybody. Take it and then meeting someone there. So we drove two and a half hours there, right? And then it got, you know, the movement, the sweet not ready. So he said, why don't you go for a drink? So I went to a drink, and then the sexist wait, kind of refused to serve me, so I went crazy. And then he went back, and then two manager comes out and tells me, accusing me of assaulting her. <gasps> yeah. 
All races, all racism driven, right? Oh, gosh. Again, like a movie, okay? But I know there's something going on because I'm going to see, uh, stay, my friend and my wife's friend are going to stay there as well. And he knows the head guy. But anyway, I got very upset. And then I took an Uber back by myself. You understand? So that, I don't know, six hours came back, all beaten up by them. By three, by three women, right? So, no, two women and a man. The managers beat me up for no reason, right? So cut the long story short, I get beaten. It's like a fantastic movie. It's all movie stuff. And very dramatic. You see? And I was really hurt bad. They beat the shit out of me, right? Do you, oh, do you feel like you're... Can you imagine just someone standing over you and saying, you assaulted my, the waitress? I tell, I said, then they check the camera. Of course, this never happened. Yes. Do you, are you a sensitive person inside? Well, everybody, everybody always thinks two things about themselves, sensitive and have a sense of humor. So you always <laughs> say to someone, you are very sensitive and you got sense of humor. Right? <laughs> you say you have no sense of humor, you have no, no sensitivity, they go nuts. So you're yeah. pretty much... You're- yeah, I'm sensitive in the sense that all people who have asthma, they are sensitive. Interesting. Because they are so, so uncomfortable, you know. So right now, like you're you're in the public eye a lot. Like people know your people. People know you, right? Like, what are some? You're an icon. Yes. What are some misconceptions people may have of you? Well, they know very little about my background. Although more and more people are beginning to know, you know, like, uh, and also the HBO documentary coming out. You know, when is that coming out? Twenty second of October. Incredible. Um, So beginning to know me, yeah. But what are some things that people don't know about you specifically? Huh? What are some things you wish people knew about you? Well, that's, um, first, the amount of suffering. Mm-hmm. The you amount see? of suffering. Now, everybody suffers from, you see, like both of you, suffer from racism and all that stuff. But at least you suffer in a group. I suffer individually. Different. Why yeah. is that? You feel like you don't relate well, my, to... My Chinese counterpart, I'm not with them. I don't have the same experience with them. And they are so behind and ignorant about it. Yeah. For most Asian men in this country, they all live in fear. They don't even know. Right. It's not conscious. Huh? It's unconscious fear. Was your restaurant about bringing community together? Did you did you want that before you started it? My restaurant is, again, it's like a movie. It's like a glamorous movie. And um, to have glamour, to have luxury... You need fantasy, right? So, so it's like, it's like a movie. Like, did you see the movie Gilda? No, you never seen movie Gilda. Oh my Should God. we? <laughs> huh? I'll we watch it. Gilda, yeah. yeah, we'll watch it. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn Ford and Rita Hayworth, both beautiful <clears throat> women on earth, right? So, my restaurant is like like a glamorous thing, you know. It's like a yeah, it's a performance, you know. Yeah. So you go in, it's like a Hollywood. It's like a like a fantasy, not, did- a, not a fantasy. It's a reality. But it's very... Um, so that's where the community uh, comes from. Yeah, yeah. So if we walk back to, you graduated Central St. Martin's, which... Uh-huh. Wow, the, you know a lot about me, huh? We learned, and I actually had a friend who went there. It's a remarkable school for our listeners who don't know what it is. You graduate from like the best art school and you are pursuing art. And then you pivot and you decide to do this restaurant. I guess I have two questions. The first is... Was that a time when you felt rejected by the art world? 
rejected by all world. All worlds. So then how did you come up well, with... Well, first of all, if you're Chinese, you can't even... You, the, the, you only can't open the restaurant laundry, you know. Only come up with what? Restaurant laundry, that's it. You can't do, you can't do anything else. Right. You can't right. be an architect. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't do shit. Right. Huh? So how did you defy that time? Like what... So I opened a restaurant. <laughs> how did you come up with that idea? And how did you decide... Well, the more... The more they suppress me, the more they beat me up, it's my fuel, right? It's my... Um, Your fuel, It's yeah. an asset. It's not... A, it's a, yeah. The more they... The, male, the more I suffer, the more it gets better, you see? I love the, this. It's, it's, a, it's part of the... Bigger the payday, that's the word. Yeah. It was part of well, your journey. So you had yeah, this... Bigger the payday, right? So the more they reject me, either they kill me. I mean, either... Let's say they re re reject me as a painter. Most likely they will bury me and you never hear from me again, destroy me, right? Uh, maybe I'm no good, so you destroy me anyway. Or you're going to have, right? So for someone from the outside looking in mm -hmm. who looks at you without knowing. Well, when you look at me from outside, I'm in the movie, right? Yeah. I got a this, I got that, I got, I got everything. I'm, I'm consciously showing you in this movie, look how great I am, you know? Yes. Look what my lifestyle is, you know? It's so incredible, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I always set it up, these, these, these situations. If I right now go down the road, where are we? In Beverly Hills? Mm -hmm. Okay. You take me to Beverly Hotel right now. From the, the, the minute I walk in to the minute I leave, you will see the amount of people coming around me. You know, so this is a, my setup, right? It's like in the movies, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So people see that side of you, but they don't see the little That's M right. at they 13 years old. They don't see all old. my sufferings, yes. yeah. and fear and doubts and all the shit, right? They, they, just, actually, they just see 55 plus years of yeah, and success. My, my, my basic internal, uh, uh, the damage it did when I lost my parents and everything, the the fear and the one night just like that, the door shut on me and my whole world gone. This fear, you cannot describe how bad it is. Mm -hmm. The anxiety inside me, you know, uh, worse than death, you know, so to speak. So that part, they don't know about me, okay? But that part, now I articulate it much more. And that part, which makes me at the same time. And therefore, I think of that part as part of my destiny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was what what made you who you are today yeah. in all of yeah, your forms. Like yeah. I also think it's what's really interesting what you're saying is that the reason why we started this podcast is because, you know, we we so often just see the person in all of their success and their glory. Yeah. We don't understand yeah. the before. Yeah. And so I think it's really inspiring for those of you out there who are struggling yeah. and who are in pain and yeah. who are suffering yeah. that you can turn your but life. But right now, us. that pain and suffering, I'm nurturing it. Hmm. It's kind of a Part of my, oh, here, here, I'm going to open this box inside. Oh, look how painful that was. Oh, look at this one, even more painful. What have the process of humor. And uh, yeah. So now you're a father. Well, look, look at it. It's ridiculous. It's a joke, right? This is a very expensive hotel for everything. I arrive late. They say, go have a drink in the hall. The huge thing. And then these three people come and beat the shit out of me. Out of nowhere. And then I play the victim as well internally. I left. I was hurt, you see. 
I was really hurt, not, not faked, really hurt. And I even left my wife and children and didn't say a word. And I took an Uber back. You see, this, see the drama there? Mm-hmm. And they want, she was wondering where I was. And, and then my friend went crazy, said, how can they treat you like this? And called the boss. See the melodrama I created? But at the same time, another Chinese, that guy might be, they, first of all, they don't even know they're beating them up. They think it's normal. Someone yeah. just walk up to you and says, how dare you to, to spit on this waitress and uh, beat her shit out of you? What the fuck are you talking about? And the way they walk up to me, don't even ask me what happened. You know why? Because you have no rights. You see? Yeah. You're, you're low. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can talk to you this way. You see? So, and that's the hurt comes from. Yeah. You, know, you know why I was hurt? Because of my son. You understand? For my son, I was hurt. Yeah. If, if I didn't even have the Phoenix, which is four years old, and he looked half Chinese, right? If I didn't have him, I would not be hurt. I would say, fuck you, whatever, you know? But because, and also related to my wife, I want my wife to know you're bringing up this child without, if, if you're not careful, uh, you will become defenseless against this racist society. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, so... All that complication becomes the drama. So I got very hurt and I drove back. And then somehow I knew going to be, you know, the, the big hotelier going to call me and all that. How has fatherhood changed you? Like you're mentioning how you react to that well, experience differently because am, of your son. You know, I have five children. Three of them are grown up and all that. And two, the thing is, I'm very busy surviving, you see. Never in the state of calm. Never in a way. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Because you, you two should know, because you are also refugees, as it were, so to speak. And yes. your father certainly are, both of your parents, right? They understand. Surviving, this, yeah. This, their, their journey, for instance, for instance, even you two don't realize how much pain they went through. There, there's life and death almost, you know. You're from Iraq and Iran and so on. So that journey of um, history, and then they become a refugee and immigrant or whatever. So that that's very, um, it's already very dramatic, you know. Yeah. And also they have to live with the Second World War. You are completely insulated, all that shit. Right now. We have in Ukraine, if you go there, if I put you there, you think it's just a movie. It's, it's horrible there right now, you know, suffering. I completely agree with you. Like, I don't know. I sometimes look at my dad and his success, and I can't believe in this lifetime he suffered what he did and he went through what he did. I know he is similar, and obviously you are as well. Huh? How do you not let the pain and the trauma and the the current racism make you resentful, make you angry. Like, well, it do make me angry. I mean, but all that is very good for my painting. You know, so my mm. painting is, you see, violence and sex are connected. Becomes so the painting is a transcendence of this devastation of suffering and transcending into a different, higher spiritual level. You know, that's what paintings do. You know, sounds like your pain informs and inspires a lot of your art. Well, it becomes part of you, you know. Yeah. It's part of the... Uh, I think it's really beautiful that you allow it to become a part of you that's... No, I wouldn't say productive is the right word, but that is 
it's an expression versus becoming your identity as the victim. Yeah, so that's why I'm very humble and grateful to have this. And look, I'm old and I'm surviving and mm -hmm. all these things are, you know, every day, every, I want to do as much as I can do, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm the luckiest person on this planet, you know? Okay, so when you lost everything and you were in so much pain and it's... Well, kind of nice to lose everything, you understand? Nice and clean. Fresh start. With everything. Fresh start. Not a little bit. Oh, I still have. No, you have nothing. When did you change that mindset? Because I'm sure at the beginning when you lost everything, you were like, what do I do? Oh, my I God. I didn't know then, what, I was, what I was doing. So yeah. that, when did you go to, I lost everything? That's great. It's a clean the rest, The No, I, I, didn't, I didn't say that, obviously. But basically, it's a fear. Mm. So frightening. It's like middle of the, you know, really the fear, right? So then you look for escape. Yeah. Then I, in my case, I escaped through uh, movies. I went to see, every day I see, that's why I know all about movies, right? I see double feature movies every day. And, uh, and I'm in my own world, you know, art, artistic world. So I can survive through that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they say when you're comfortable, things don't change. You don't move. When you're uncomfortable is where you're motivated. Yeah, and when you're suffering change. a great deal, you're moving yeah. a lot. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's, wow, that's really powerful. So it seems like from the outside again, that everything you touch has turned into gold. I mean, after you kind of moved to the UK and you got your, like, started. What would you say to people who think, like, everything you touch has turned to gold? Like, is that true? Uh, kind of true. Do you think that's luck? Do you think that's you? No, 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 no. That is... Because the contradictory opposites, you see, of suffering, and opposite to that is uh, you can do everything. Because the journey, as I said, you know, it tells you what to do, right? So you go through that journey. And you instinctively did, went through that journey, you know? You went through that journey because you, oh, another thing very important is that you say these, these white old guys treat you like a whatever. You have to have capacity to enjoy pain, mm. enjoy shit. Do you follow me? Yeah. You have to. You have to turn. You have the capacity to be insulted by these three people, you know, and uh, survive through it. And you have to, you know, you can't be spoiled and say because of that I don't want to do this anymore. You know, you have to take the pain and you have to not enjoy it exactly. But you have to accept use it, it as, as fuel. part of the journey. Yeah, and you, you know? use it as fuel. Yeah, you use the fuel. Thank you very much. And then you use it as a lesson to be learned, you know. So it's less a part of the thing. So you have to have a capacity to take on that pain. And how do you teach that? Like, how would you teach your kids that? Uh, this resilience. Well, well, in my case, because of suffering, it's a necessary survival instinct, you know. So kids, are, they're innocent, right? So they're not suffering too much. So how are you going to teach them? You know, you can't, especially in America, right? So everything is kind of a, another illusion and right. another illusion, you know? So how would you teach your kids to have some well, of I this? Only, I only teach my kid from my, my, that's why maybe I'm too limited as the father uh, to survive. You know, for instance, all my other grown children, all, all, I put them all into Lycée Francais. And that is because uh, my, maybe I'm inaccurate, you know, Lycée Francais based on Foreign Legion. You know what, you know Foreign Legion? Mm -mm. The French Foreign Legion 
You can be a murderer. They don't care who you are. Once you join that company, they don't ask your history. Okay? Wow. And uh, then they become united. That You can't handle everybody. They become the most powerful army. It's called French Foreign Legion. Okay? So France ha have that global kind of... So I put my children in there because in that is it's very tough, you know, tougher them up. Not in the delusion of um, education in a in one note society here, and always be treated as a second class citizen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's funny we just looked at that school, the Lycée Française, for my daughter. Huh? We, we just look. We just looked at the Lycée Française yeah. for my daughter. Yeah, there are two parts. One is English, and the other one is French. Yeah, you should take the French. The yeah. other English one also studied a little bit of French, but I think you should take the French. So at least they have that another culture counter to American culture, which have a lot of good stuff and a lot of bad stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you currently, aside from the pain in your life, draw inspiration from? Like, where do you? Well, right now I'm like, I feel like um, what the Egyptian pharaoh, right? Mm. I'm preparing for my uh, departure in terms of my painting and in terms of uh, my loved ones. So most of my days doing that, even, yeah, my, what am I going to leave behind? You know, something like yeah, your that. Your legacy. Like, not just legacy, but the, yeah, legacy too. And especially connected to my father and my country and all that on the left-hand side and to my children when they grow you know, financially and otherwise and culturally. And as a painter, I like to, you know, contribute to, to the journey of the art, the art painting. We are painters take the past like these and put it here and then spin too forward, you know, something like that. What would you say to someone who either has, like you, lost everything or wants to be where you are in your movie but is where you were when well, you lost everything? Well, you can't everything? be where I'm in the movie if you don't go through a certain journey. Otherwise, mm. meaningless, you know. The journey is what shapes yeah. you. Uh, journey is everything, yeah. So you would say to that person... In a way, it's lucky to lucky. have the journey. Yeah. You've been chosen to suffer and see whether whether you stand up to it or you you just buried under. Yeah. yeah. You, know? so you have a choice, right? In today's day, it seems like everything is so like reactive. Like we want things in real time. Like we want to be skinny and instant, instant, instant gratification. gratification, right? And it seems yeah, like... but only in this limited culture yeah the rest yeah. of the world have something else yeah so your advice really like taking away from this podcast is to to really just like enjoy the journey and know that the journey is what's shaping you to be who you are and to get mm -hmm. the success you get on the end you can only have the success if you go through the journey yeah and i think something really amazing that you mentioned is the pain is a part of you but it doesn't define you it sounds like it can motivate you it can manifest in different forms, but it doesn't define you as a victim. It's just that character building moment. And that's yeah. like a really distinct differentiation. Yeah. I personally have one last question before you want to wrap up. So on a very tactical level, is there something you do every day, a ritual every morning or every day that keeps you connected to yourself? Well, I usually in the morning, it's my best, best brain time, right? And usually I sort of digest what I did yesterday to understand. Because if I live yesterday, during the life of yesterday, like the other day I had a bad experience with the hotel people, 
so while you are doing it, you don't know what you don't know what's happening, right? So usually I do an inventory of what I did, what's going on, and then I reset the day. That's really interesting. So I okay, and okay, so now ready to go again. Yeah, so, so you you're going to process it. Huh? You're processing it. Processing it, yeah. and you start every day, do you say ritual, right? So that's my ritual. Every day in the morning, I'm clear, right? It's cool. And uh, nighttime, I get a little bit murky, right? So I reset, yeah, reset, that's the word. Reset. That's, that's amazing. And then to have a center. Yeah, because I think oftentimes in our lives, we carry on all the past and yeah, then it and makes go, us annoyed uh, and it bogs and us one down. one day you woke up, you say, should I bury under yes. all that shit? What am I doing wrong? So, so we would should you all say, take that yeah, advice from you. Which, so you would say you would, you're good at letting things go once you've processed it? You let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So the name of our podcast is What's the Point? Mm-hmm. What is the point? What is the point? What's the point is experience, you know, that's the point. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Em. We are honored to have you. We are so honored to have you. And we're excited to share this with everyone. Great to meet both of you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.